Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I'm your host, James McLam, and I'm joined today uh, with Miss Sarah Beth, who is just days away from graduating from college. How excited are you right now? I'm really excited. It doesn't feel real, though, honestly. <laughs> I shouldn't be old enough to be an adult. I would agree to that. You shouldn't be old enough to be agree to, uh, to be an adult. But thank you for joining me today. Yeah, I'm super excited. And hey, I heard you got to interview someone really, really cool. Who was that? Well, for this interview, it's one of the few times that I actually did the interview by myself. And I got to interview Mr. Michael Hurst. Now, Michael Hurst is from a wonderful organization called Love Works, which is out of Oklahoma. And this organization works to help build character, life skills, and provide real work opportunities and help uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers build businesses. Uh, nonprofit does excellent opportunities there. They, they really are about helping to uh, develop character, confidence. I just loved my time. One of the things I loved about it was there's just a lot of synergy between what they do at LoveWorks and what we talk about doing here at, at Generation Ziegler. Well, that's super cool. Um, hey, what are our viewers going to learn today? Where are they going to hear about? Well, they're, they're really going to learn about um, the importance of character development in young people, the importance of developing confidence uh, in, in those. Also, about a, pro a program that he has with his organization that they call the Business Boot Up Camp, uh, Business Boot Up uh, Program. And, and what that is, is providing young people like middle schoolers, early high schoolers, opportunity to be young entrepreneurs and develop their own business it is amazing and listen you guys are going to need to look at the show notes because you can get some of the leadership material some of the character development material from his organization you don't have to be in necessarily in oklahoma to to uh, participate in this anywhere can participate in this but i just really love my time uh, with him. And we also going to put a link down to his podcast as well. Well, um, that sounds really exciting. So let's go ahead and let's just watch it. All right, let's go straight to the show. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you for being our guest on the Gen Z show. James, thank you so much. It is an honor to be on your show. Well, you know, we, you and I connected because of mutual friend, Brandon, who came through one of our class, uh, youth certification classes, and he's done some conferences for you too, hasn't he? He has. He spoke at LoveWorks, at our summer camps, and also part of our after-school leadership programs for middle school students, and as you know, definitely one of the biggest dreamers and activators that I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very, very good way to, to describe him, biggest dreamer and activator. I like that. Uh, he should put that on his card. That should be the front of his card, just his name and Big dreamer and activator, nothing else. That should be his title. So I like that. Uh, well, Michael, we did a, uh, my co-host and I did a little intro to you beforehand, but our audience wants to hear from you just a little bit about you and, and share with the Gen Z audience, our Gen Z community, a little bit about uh, who you are. Absolutely. Well, James and Gen Z audience, again, thank you for having me on the show. It's a privilege and an honor. 
James, I grew up in Michigan. And so if you're Gen Z uh, viewers that like to just hold out their hand, or if you're listening to this, imagine that I lived closest to your thumb, so the southeastern part of Michigan. Uh, one of my earliest memories and dreams was to play professional baseball, and that didn't quite work out. I wish I would have had that realization around the age of 11 and 12 years old, but LoveWorks leadership did not quite uh, <laughs> exist yet. But that eventually led me to Arizona, where I was playing with Arizona State's practice baseball team. And if that tells you anything about my ability to play baseball, I wasn't quite good enough, James, <laughs> to make it with the first team. But that's when I had the realization that there had to have been another plan for my life. And it's actually at that period of time in my early 20s, I was 21 years old, when I began my walk uh, with God. And that just led me on an adventure of a lifetime. I found myself on an early Saturday morning volunteering in an underserved community. And it was that moment and just kicking a soccer ball back and forth with the youth that changed my life and trajectory forever. Uh, that eventually led me to Tulsa, Oklahoma, for, in Oklahoma for the first time, where I graduated at ORU and met my wife, Sayla. And uh, we've lived in various parts of the country, but we moved to Oklahoma a second time about 11 years ago, uh, where I moved here to co-found the organization that I'm leading today, LoveWorks Leadership. My wife and I now have three zany kids, ages five, seven, and eight. And for fun, you'll find me training for full Ironman races. I just completed my 13th in Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. Okay. First off, that's impressive uh, to do the Iron Man. Uh, I I'd really have respect for that. And second, you and I are also going to geek out about baseball sometime because that was my passion as well. I, I didn't do. I went to North Carolina State. Uh, didn't wasn't able to play college, but I love baseball is passion. I, I just love that. So and Or Roberts, they got a good team as well. So. Uh, they they had too good, good of a team. Yeah, they had too good of a team when I transferred from ASU to ORU, I was a pitcher, right-handed, you know, and as you, you know, being well acquainted with baseball, an 88, 89 mile an hour <laughs> fastball, not going to quite get you there. Maybe in middle school and high school. Well, unless your name is D, Greg Maddox. One level. Exactly right. Because <laughs> I, I think that's about his max was like 90, 92 or something. So. But We're about I, to I have a have, baseball have podcast that. group. Y'all just sit back and relax. We're going to talk baseball for another hour, and then we'll get on to the leadership stuff. So. There we go. Go Braves. <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey, there you go. So, I, I could get it on. I could geek out on how I became a Braves fan as a as a seven year old, but that that would uh, without ever having access to TBS back in the day as well. How I became, but that's that's another story. So you mentioned LoveWorks. So tell us a little yep. bit about how LoveWorks uh, as an organization, why you started, wh why you felt there was a need for such an organization, its purpose, its mission, uh, because this excites me what you guys are doing. Oh, well, thank you. Really appreciate that, James. Whenever I have the opportunity to perhaps be on a show like this or speak in front of audiences, I often like to ask the question, if you had the opportunity to step into a time capsule and go back and relive any period of your life, think about that period of time that you would go back and relive, would anyone choose to go back and relive middle school? And James, very few hands go up. 
typically if a hand goes up, it might be someone that's being sarcastic. And sometimes I get dirty looks because I think I'm being, bringing back bad memories that individuals tried to forget about that happened in middle school. Speaking just about myself, uh, sixth grade, seventh grade were some of the hardest years for me in secondary education. And there's a lot of words that can be used to describe middle school. Some of them, and I'll keep this PG, could be awkward, weird, confusing, difficult, challenging. And while all those words are, I, I believe, true, and I don't want to overspeak here, but we really believe at LoveWorks that if you can love students unconditionally, believe in them wholeheartedly, create the right kind of environments, and surround them around the right kind of people, like the guests that you have on the Gen Z show, I'll say this, that I really believe that anything is possible in the lives of students, regardless of what their background or family situation happens to be. And so James, 11 years ago, we identified a gap in our community that, had, that exists and it still exists today. And not just in our community, but we believe in communities across the nation. And I would say, and I know I'm a little bit partial, but I believe that the age of middle school, 10 to 15, are the most at-risk years for a student. And one of the primary reasons for that is the lack of positive and enriching opportunities for them that are available after school. And so we identified this need and this problem in our community. We were all passionate about serving youth and we wanted to do something about it. And so we started the LoveWorks organization and we call it the gap, the window between three and 6 p.m. That's 3 p.m. the time when a student might be getting out of school and 6 p.m. the time perhaps when a parent or guardian is getting home from school. And you can fill that gap with a lot of things. Call it snacking, eating, gaming, doing homework. But we wanted to fill that gap of time with leadership. And that's what LoveWorks is all about. So you started primarily focusing on that middle school time period. Well, that's, that's exactly right. And now over 10 years, we have developed various programs now for it's really starting at age zero to 18, mm. but that 10 to 15 is still the sweet spot for our organization. Why do you think middle school has such a rough time for youth? I personally did not have the rough period through middle school, but I think mm -hmm. from my perspective, I came from a very small rural area. We didn't have a middle school. We went K through eight, so kindergarten through eighth grade. So nothing really changed for me when I went to sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. It was just the same. It was the same group that I had mm -hmm. been with. You know, you'd have one or two move away or one or two move in, but it was the same core kids I had known since kindergarten, since I was five. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel like I had that. Why do you think it's such a struggle for that age group? That's a great question. I, I mentioned it earlier, but I did talk about the lack of after school. And, and I just don't want to pinpoint it just on one period of mm -hmm. time, but that lack of after-school opportunity that's really available to, and in particular, sixth grade. So they have statistics show that they have far fewer opportunities than their younger peers and their older peers for some particular reason. And it stands true in our community and other communities that we have traveled to. And, and when we started LoveWorks 11 years ago, we traveled, James, from coast to coast west coast to east coast and looking at other programs that worked with middle school age students and 
and again, that we're at whatever city that we travel to, the, the same adage was true, uh, that for whatever reason, they have the fewest amount of opportunities available to them. So imagine a middle school student today, if you're in middle school and you're not, you're not, you don't consider yourself athletics, you're not playing sports, you're not in band or in cheer, what opportunities do you have as a middle school age student to pursue purpose and passion? Wow. And, and so unless that's happening at home, and I just don't want to assume that happened in your home, but I'm going to assume that it did to a degree that you were poured into, encouraged and affirmed, and you were, you were, you, you know, you were, you were finding out who you were. It's that whole identity piece. So many students are missing that today. And I'd say 65 to 70% of students in our community don't have that kind of an opportunity. And so, you know, LoveWorks mm. is just scratching the surface with the amount of students that we're working with. And so we, we need a lot more works like LoveWorks uh, to begin because we're not the answer, you know, but if we can do it collaboratively, you know, if we can really be the village for these students that they need, you know, uh, you know, I, I have so much hope to see if something like that could happen. So what kind of programs do you guys, have you guys initiated over the years? You know, how do you do this? What is your approach to doing this? So we focus on three major areas with working with students. And I'm sure these are the common themes that you hear. I know with your other guests too, that do other kinds of work that we do, but we really focus on building character, helping students to acquire life skills and leadership skills, ones that are not just relevant today, but that they can use tomorrow. And now we're also becoming more known for helping middle school age students to experience real world business and entrepreneurship. In fact, we've had the opportunity to help three different student businesses uh, form here at LoveWorks that are now selling their products worldwide. Uh, so that's our focus area whenever we would work with a student that's, any, that's part of any of our programs. But the first program that we started was an after-school leadership opportunity. And it's with that after-school leadership opportunity that we're focusing on the character piece, uh, the building competence, and really filling that gap of time between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. with leadership and, and great young men and women that are surrounding themselves and helping to mentor and lead them uh, towards their dreams. Now, I noticed when I was looking through your website that there is a, uh, is it called at-home leadership piece as well that you guys have, an, an online version that anyone anywhere all over the nation can be involved with? Thanks for doing your research, James. I appreciate that. Yes, we have a digital component. We definitely were not the only ones to pivot in the dirty word, March of 2020. Uh, but that was us. And I, I credit our team. We have such a, we have a small team, but we're mighty here at LoveWorks. And it was remarkable, James, and miraculous what our team turned around just over the middle of March and spring break. And so it was just before spring break that we received notice that we were in, in lockdown and that would be the first time after spring break in our history that we would not be working with students in person. And, and due to a company here uh, in Norman called Next Thought, we had the opportunity to work with them to customize a leadership platform. And so we were able to replicate our leadership and our character development and also to our experiential learning. We were building leadership kits that we would pile in our cars and our trunks and we would drive over to students. We'd set the bags with gloves on on their, on their doorsteps, ring the doorbell and get back in our car. 
and then virtually we're able to still connect with them. Uh, and so, yeah, that's been really exciting with the at-home piece. That's definitely expanded our reach. Now anyone around the world can have access to that. So I'm a parent, I'm working with youth. I want to have something else to help build their character and leadership. If I come to your site and I decide, hey, I, I'm really interested in this, what are some of the things that I'm going to see that are going to be benefits to my, to the youth that I work with, or even to my child? You know, well, you know, what, what, what are those benefits for me as an adult working with children going to be? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's the leadership component, and mm -hmm. and I and I and I hope more than anything that we are going to be a good echo, that we're going to be that second voice, that third voice uh, in the ears. And the auditory ears of your student to be able to help them to grow in leadership skills. Uh, we're going to provide digitally opportunities for them to uh, do passion discovery, uh, and that's through the experiential learning component and piece. You All mentioned right, explain to me what that means, passion discovery, because I love that phrase. I love those two words together. That that's cool. Thank you. So whether we're working with a student here in person as part of our after-school leadership opportunity or on the at-home with our, with our leadership kits, what we'd provide you, James, I, I'd love nothing more than to be able to hang out with you and, and go do lunch or go, go do dinner. And one of the first things that we would receive walking into a restaurant would be a menu. And so we give a leadership and career interest menu to our students. And on that menu are different categories. And they could range from technology to art, culinary, gardening, media, the list goes on and on. And we ask a student to select an area of interest. Now, most likely, they're probably not yet using the word passion, but they're going to use the word interest and rank it one, two, or three. Where do you feel the most drawn to? And then we'll provide an experience in person with the great professionals we work with in our community that have experience in that particular area. And we do very short-term projects. We give them a clear starting line and a clear finish line. These projects are short, anywhere from three weeks to four weeks to five weeks, which is ample time and opportunity for them to experience a win-win. So in other words, whether it's through the digital platform or if it's in person, if a student selects culinary and they're working in person with a chef or on a virtual call with a chef, and they're working over the course of a few weeks on learning about just the industry of culinary, they're getting a chance to get their hands dirty in the kitchen, which I think is just so important, just creating action and momentum and getting them moving forward. Uh, after that four weeks, five weeks, they complete their project, they reach their goal, and they give a short presentation. They can do that online, and they do that in person. And here's the win-win. A student that signs up for culinary decides that after the five weeks, they had a great time, they learned some things, they ate some food, but they decided to him or herself that they're gonna make a decision to continue eating food for the rest of their life. It's a win <laughs> because they'll have the opportunity to discover at that 11, 12, 13 you know, age range that that's not something just for them. But then they get a chance, James, to hear other student presentations. And so it could be someone in robotics, it could be someone in health and nutrition, and they hear about it and they think to themselves, oh, I would like to give that an opportunity. And so they transition and they move towards that. So imagine at that early age, beginning to make that, that, that's that process, that passion discovery, you know, what energizes you? 
And also to, you know, what are you experiencing that you think to yourself, oh, this would be a way that I could make, I could be a positive contributor, you know, out in society and communities. And for us, that's the, that's the win-win when we get students in these types of passion projects. That's amazing that they get that opportunity to do that. I didn't know. That's, that's amazing. This needs to be scale. We need this in every city. We need this everywhere. I mean, we, Oklahoma, you guys got something great going on. It needs to be in the other 49 as well. This is amazing. Um, well, I mentioned, I mentioned James, that, uh, that our mutual friend Brandon is the biggest dreamer I know. I take that back. He's the second biggest dreamer I know. <laughs> you are the biggest dreamer. <laughs> You're very kind. <laughs> You're very kind. But this is a great opportunity. I can see parents and the adults getting excited about it. And I can, what are some of the success stories that you've had of youth coming through this i mean obviously nothing you know we don't want to reveal anything personal for this youth but i'm mm -hmm. sure there are some 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 stories of of hey this kid came in you know had no focus and they've come out and they're on fire for something um i, I just love that kind of stuff so no well thank you for asking I share one brief just individual story of a student that started at loveworks when she was in the sixth grade and i think james who was practically she, she had so much energy that she was doing cartwheels and jumping jacks simultaneously while walking through the doors of our campus and can tell that you could tell that sitting in straight rows and desks while not bad did not necessarily provide her the outlet and opportunity that she needed to be able to expend that high energy that she had and so it was through just experiential learning opportunities here at LoveWorks that she was able to discover one of her passions. Uh, that was for gardening and landscape. On the flip side, she was able through a mentor, had an interest of learning more about the world of nonprofit. And, and this particular student came from a challenging, a single parent family, uh, three other siblings, has three other siblings, one with special needs. And so just a, just a, challenging uh, home life and you know we've had the opportunity now james seven years later to be able to see uh, this student go on to uh, uh, pursue her uh, college degree over at the university of oklahoma james and we experienced a challenging time to in 2018 financially she was one of our first donors and continues to be a donor to this day and she's also had an opportunity successfully to write her first two grants that LoveWorks has just been the recipient of while she's studying uh, as a major uh, nonprofit management. So that's just one story, and, and we may touch on this in, in just a few minutes, but then also to just seeing what's been happening along the lines of business and entrepreneurship has been just nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, I wanted to pivot and go into to your business boot up uh, program. Uh, because I think that's an overlooked area that many that work with you do not think about. We think about character development. We think about working on self-image and relationship skills. We even think about mm -hmm. working with soft skills, you know, helping their speaking, uh, public speaking skills. We, and we had an earlier interview back uh, last spring uh, with someone who trains public speakers that resulted from a parent telling me that they didn't think their parent, their child needed to learn public speaking, which just totally blew my mind. But we wow. see all, all those types of things being focused on, but I don't think we think about training the next generation of entrepreneurs, of business owners, of business managers. So how did, 
this idea originate? Out of the heart of one of our sixth grade students that started just dreaming here, James, uh, there's a, you can kind of see a mantra behind me here or your listeners will just be able to imagine this, but I'm sitting in front of a ball pit and in front of this 28,000 ball ball pit, we have a, our, one of our cultural expressions and our mantra says that dreams come true here. And so about five years ago, we had a student that was, and again, not to go into all the details, but walked into our campus here at LoveWorks uh, in a very just challenging situation at home and in school. James, I, I don't recall those first few weeks or maybe a couple months that I really, really even saw her eyes and walk into our campus with her head towards the ground. And we had one of our experiential passion projects that we were talking about earlier, and it was a culinary opportunity where they were working with a chef and a business owner that just sold his business. And they were working on a salsa recipe. And even for the salsa haters and the queso lovers, like I'm telling you, James, I know I'm partial, but I think they would even love this salsa. They were doing such an incredible, incredible job with just the recipe. And this student just dreamt out loud. She didn't even know that she was dreaming, just having a conversation like you and I were having. And she said, what if, what if one day our salsa was sold on the shelves of grocery stores? Well, little did she know that it would take about two and a half years of hard work to get there. But we created a team, a team, a business team. Business team worked with our attorneys and they formed a for-profit entity called Real Kitchen. And our students began to manufacture salsa on Thursdays after school from 4 p.m. sometimes to 7 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. There's getting a point, James, where yellow lights were flashing and I'm thinking we could be in danger of child labor here. We need to figure something out along the lines of manufacturing. They're waking up, James, at 6 a.m. on Saturdays to set up their tent and their table for real kitchen salsa at the farmer's market and selling their salsa. And I don't remember a time when I was 12 years old that I woke up before 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning let alone out there just hustling and working hard and being disciplined. I mean, these are all the things that we want to see any, any age be able to experience. And so on April 1st of 2017, our students sold their first jar of salsa at a local grocery store here. And like a domino effect, it began to inspire other professionals across the state of Oklahoma and their peers to begin dreaming. And so the next group of students began dreaming of starting a tech company. And they said, what would it be like if we created a Silicon Valley tech startup right here in Norman, Oklahoma? And that got us to dream and think about, well, we need to create something not just for two groups of students, but how can we scale an opportunity for youth around the world that could experience these types of real world business opportunities. And that really gave birth earlier this year to our pilot program of Business Buddha. How many students are involved in this and how, how does the program work for them? So since, uh, since March, we started our first cohort in March of their five week cohorts. Uh, mm -hmm. We've had 23 brand new kid businesses successfully go through the program. 23 kid businesses started in what, six months, seven months? 
six months and we have seven, seven kid businesses now that are part of our cohort number six. We've actually had a, a cohort in Maryland and we've had a cohort in East Africa. So this is just our pilot version. And that's a big dream that we have for 2022 and, and, and beyond of where we want to go with this. But yeah, 23 and they've successfully not only gone through the program, but here's what's beautiful. You know, we with Business Boot Up, James, we meld, we say it like this, that we want to meld. There's good things in education. I think oftentimes, you know, we hear a lot of just negative things about education. There are good things in education, but we just need to figure out a way to connect the dots. A student, not all, but some, they need to connect the dot. How does this math or how does this English that I'm working on today, how does this make sense in the longer term into the intermediate? And that's right. like what I believe we do through these experiences, the soft skills that you were referencing uh, uh, earlier, James. So they've gone through this program successfully, but not only that, where the rubber hits the road is they got to get out there and they've got to do it. They've got to mm -hmm. sell. And so each of those 23 businesses has at least sold the minimum of two times in the marketplace, wherever they happen to whatever community they happen to be living in. So you said that cohort is five weeks? It's a, it's a five-week cohort, and it's a simple process, James. Right now, the program is available at no cost. Uh, you, you fill out a digital application, and a short, you film a short video on a smartphone or a tablet, and just pitch us your idea. Tell us your name. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you're about, uh, you know, how old you are, and what's your idea? What problem, what, what problem do you see out there in the world that you want to you wanna fix and that you want to do something about? That's where it starts. And over the course of five weeks, we always have a special guest. Typically, it's going to be a younger entrepreneur, someone that has a, a, a semi-established business anywhere from one to three years that's close in age, that can share the narrative and their story. And then the, stu the students are going to begin to work over five weeks through either service or product development. Week two, we'll get into finance, accounting, and budgeting. Week three, marketing and promotion and branding. Wow. We'll, we'll, we'll work on their pitch throughout the entire time. And then in the fifth week, then we'll have the opportunity to see it all come together and prepare them for the marketplace. And so I think you, it was you, I, I, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was, gonna, I was just going to say, uh, I think someone that you know, Zig Ziglar, has a quote. He says, you know, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And that's, that's the end game for us. It's not saying to you today and to your listeners that, that you know, we're going to go out and we're going to start a, a, a thousand companies. That's not necessarily the end game. I, I would say the company, the for-profit entity is the unicorn, but we just want to get them to start. We want to get them out there trying something, failing something, and we call it win or learn. It's not win or lose, right, but it's right. win or learn. So just to get out there and start it, and I believe that's the beginning of the pathway to greatness. You know, uh, John Maxwell wrote a book that was entitled Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn, mm -hmm. uh, which is that same concept. And he actually wrote a, a, a youth version of that book as well. Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn. I can't remember the, the subtitle of it that's for youth version of it. Um, that has that very concept. You just got to try and step out there. I can see a lot of benefits for youth. Even if, the, even if they never get it off the ground, the skills that they learn the understanding that they have, their, their, their employability that, that it gives them long-term is so much of a leg up over their peers. That could be amazing. Um, 
gosh, it's going to be yeah, great to see in a few years as, as you, as they move into the workforce to see what they're able to do. Oh, it is. And you, you've touched on them. I mean, so these are, these are soft skills that I know that you and I, we could, we could, we could spend hours over a cup of coffee, but to see young people develop self-confidence, mm-hmm. you know, how about self-awareness and emotional intelligence, innovative thinking, of course, just the life skills, a good independence, strength development. I know almost on every episode of yours, somehow the topic of identity comes up, uh, which is, which is, which is so important. And, you know, that's what we get through the experiential side. And so, you know, I think there's the theory, there's the classroom, but eventually you just got to get out there and do it. And you can learn so much about yourself. And we like to say here at LoveWorks, you know, that you're never too young to be a dreamer and you're never too old, you know, to get started working on that dream. You just got to get out there and do it. What you're doing is, is you're teaching them these leadership and soft skills in a kind of a backdoor way. They think they're coming in to make money and create a business. And yet at the same time, you're teaching them all these leadership skills that these other programs that you have are teaching them, but they don't realize it a lot of times. Um, Kind of the same way sports teaches, you know, leadership and personal development and and character building skills. And they don't even realize that they think they're out there to play football or baseball, but they're learning. If they have good coaches, they're learning those tech, you know, skills as well. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's exciting to hear. That's, I'm excited for you guys to see where it's going to go and and see. uh, And what I love was when you said it started from, from one of your participants who, who saw, you know, just had a desire, had a goal, had a dream, and you just built upon it. That's even more exciting of that. So, and anyone all over the net world can participate in this program. Did I hear that right? 100% have access to internet uh, and, and, and a Wi-Fi, and, and, and our website can have the opportunity to participate in, in any, of our, any of our programs, especially our digital ones. So the, what digital programs do you have? We've mentioned, too, uh, that, that you've got the, the business boot-up program, then your digital leadership program, your at-home program. Are those the main two, or do you have other ones? Those are the, those are the primary two. So we have the at-home leadership component, and that's the, our emphasis on the character development and the competence piece. So that's available to them. As you mentioned, the business boot-up program, those are the five-week cohorts. And we do have a podcast. And mm-hmm. what's really fun about the podcast, it's called Dreamers and Doers. And it's the Biz Boot Up Edition. And so what's really special about that, every participant or group of participants. So we'll have businesses that'll be singular in nature, one student business, or we'll have a team. And after they successfully complete the program, sell at least two times in the marketplace, then they get interviewed on our podcast that's co-hosted and produced and I know you're going to love this by students. <laughs> right. I saw that. I saw that. They, it looked like one time they were at a farmer's market or something producing it. It looked like they were outside, like live on the on the occasion. So how can our audience connect with you to learn more about uh, these opportunities? Because if they're not excited about it, listen, crowd, if you're not excited about what he's talking about and you're not wanting it for your group, then, you know, Something's definitely wrong with it. This didn't light a fire under you, as my dad used to say. If this don't light a fire under you, then your wick is wet. Uh, something's <laughs> wrong with you. You need to dry it up. So, 
Oh, I love that, James. Well, thank you for asking. Uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is directly through my website. Since day one, when we started LoveWorks in February of 2011, my mobile phone number has been on our website for over a decade. So you can call me, you could text me whenever you'd like. I mentioned on the front end of the show, I've got three kids, five, seven, and nine. So I tend to get, or eight, I tend, almost nine. I get to bed a little <laughs> early, but I promise you in 24 hours, I will get back with you. Otherwise, if you'd like to learn more, of course, you can check us out on loveworksleadership.org where you can see all things leadership, especially the digital components that we talked about. If you're interested in starting a work like LoveWorks, you don't want it to be LoveWorks, but you want it to be something else. You have a dream. We would be more than happy to have a, a conversation with you uh, to help share just lesson learned over the last uh, 10 years. We can't reach all the kids. And so we need you uh, to do your part. And then on YouTube, you can find us there as well. LoveWorks Leadership, Dreamers and Doers, and have access to the Biz Boot Up uh, edition podcast that's hosted by our students and get a chance to hear from the young entrepreneurs that start as early as James, believe it or not, as early as seven years old wow. to 15 years old. It's, it's really quite remarkable. Wow. That is so exciting to hear them doing that. Have, has, have there been any organizations that have contacted you guys and are duplicating or trying to duplicate uh, the, the things that, that LoveWorks is doing? Thanks for asking. There have been. So locally here in Oklahoma City, in an urban area, where we live in, I'd say, I would say Norman would be considered suburban area. The, right. the, the, the content curriculum, everything that we've created is applicable anywhere. Uh, we have rural communities that are interested. We're having conversation with an organization in Pakistan uh, that is Ooh. interested. We have an, Ooh, an organization in East Africa. Thank you. That's interested uh, as well, too. They're very interested in the, the business boot up and that digital platform. And mm -hmm. so, yes, we're, we're definitely hoping to, to see that influence just, just increase. How about if someone is listening to this and they want to help you guys in some way or another, what can they do? Work, can they go here also to, to volunteer or to donate or, or to you know, connect? I, I appreciate appreciate you asking. You mentioned the donate word, so I'll uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll check off of that. Of course, that's one area that you can give. But but more than that, you and you and I both know James. Uh, the most precious commodity that we've got is time, and and there are opportunities virtually uh, to be a part of this movement of business with youth virtually. We have a, we have a group of business coaches that they, they give and they donate 15 to 30 minutes of time per month. And these are wow, coaching calls nice with our, that's our hope. I mean, it's a, and it's not a, you know, sometimes an individual might think of, well, I, they may use the word just, mm -hmm. and I always remind them that even if it's a second, a minute, minutes add up. And so that 15 minutes can make a difference in the life of a student you know, that is working towards one of their goals or one of those dreams. And so that's another great way. So you could, wherever your listeners happen to live, uh, you know, they'd be interested in getting involved that kind of way with LoveWorks. We'd love to have that conversation. This is exciting, Michael. You guys are doing great work. And I am so glad that Brandon connected us because this is, this is I love finding organizations that I seem like I have a lot of synergy together and have a lot of goals together. And, and as you mentioned a while ago, we we one group cannot do everything we've got to you know join arms together on this and I, and I am so glad we have connected 
Oh, well, absolutely. Well, it, it's an it's an honor. And just I, I hope we get the opportunity. We mentioned our targets middle school at 10 to 15. So you and I have had a couple of conversations and being able to identify high school students that we'd be able to send your way and to be able to continue uh, that leadership journey and seeing them pursue their God-given potential and dreams. Well, we would be excited to, to help them out in any way we can because uh, we do hold some of our trainings in Oklahoma as well. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully, as the world gets back, we'll have some more live events back up in Oklahoma City again as we, as we did a couple of years ago um, going forward. So listen, Gen Z audience, let's, uh, someone that you know needs to hear this message. So I want you to like, share, and comment on this and dwell upon it. Connect with Michael. Connect with Love Works Leadership. Connect with them at loveworksleadership.org so that you too can help uh, you, especially in this this business boot up. That is a, such an amazing program. So I want to encourage that. Thank you again, Michael, for joining us today. I've really loved our conversation. It was a privilege. Thank you, James. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channel on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us, too, on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.